Broke down car my front drive Lights down low, shades pulled tight Burn up spoon, butane light Wasting away for another night I signed up to be a better man I'm not sure that's who I am Tore me up, now here I stand Trying to be all that I can Yeah, I'm reaching for your hand I'm giving all I got I'm giving you my word No, my words don't mean a lot You know I can't refuse him When the devil takes my hand So Lord, won't you have some mercy on a broken man Walk to the edge and I can see the ground 38 stories, long way down Just blow by, I hear a thundering sound I am lost and won't be found Yeah, I'm reaching for your hand takes my hand so Lord won't you have some mercy on broken man Lord won't you have some mercy on broken man Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Steady Focused. And guys, uh, this is pretty special tonight. It's it's someone who I've been wanting to get on the show for a long time. It's Mr. Eric Willis. Now, this guy is one, uh, like I've said, not only does he have one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard in my entire life, but he's extremely hardworking. His band touring all over, and it is no doubt why these guys are climbing on the Texas country charts. He's just a special guy, and I'm very excited to interview him and share with you guys. So please help me give a huge, steady, focused welcome to my friend, Mr. Eric Willis. 
What's up? What's man? up, dude? Not much, man. Man. Uh, so, yeah, we're set up in my studio. Yeah. Yeah. It's great uh, in here, man. I do a lot of shooting in here for just personal, but you're the first person I've had actually in front of the televisions. Oh, nice. Breaking so it you're, in. Yeah. Here yeah. You you're go. breaking I'll it in. Straight, though. There you go. Yeah. It's a big <laughs> deal. So, Eric, I mean, talk to us. You're, you're from Henrietta, Texas. Yeah. Right down the street. And, man, um, Let's just talk about your touring the country, uh, your heart. Where, where do I want to start this, man? I want to start it with what does it feel like when you hit that first note and, you know, you, what does it feel like when you hit the first note? Um, I don't know that anyone's ever asked me that question, man. That's a good one. Uh, I don't know. It, it uh, you know, at this point in in the game, I've I kind of got over the like really nervousness, but you still get super super anxious before a show. You know, and the bigger they are, obviously, the more anxious and the more pretty like eagerness. You know, to get out on the stage and perform. And I think you know, definitely after you hitting that first note or the first few chords, uh, that all kind of goes away, and you can get into your zone. You know what I mean? That's the best part of it. Um, you kind of forget about everything else. And me, which some people say it's, I do it too much, but I close my eyes a lot when you're on stage. So you can just kind of, you know, find where you want to be. And uh, for me, immediately, even when you have all that anxiousness and, and eagerness, once you hit that first note, it's kind of like it's over and it's game time, you know? Uh, everybody who knows me knows that I love tortured souls, you know? And <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like one, one thing that I love about your music is it, there's a lot of pain in there, dude. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I it's, I would say it's beautiful pain and it's entertaining and it's energetic and we get all that. But yeah. for me, I'm able to get my fix of pain you yeah. know, out of that. Yeah, so yeah. when did it, was that an intentional thing or where, when did you like click that like you gravitated towards some of that? Uh, I really didn't know for the longest time. Um, I really started to notice um, when it, when we first attempted to do some uh, radio promotion for our singles and a lot of the radio people I talked to is like, Oh, it's just kind of too slow. It's too, and I was like, are all my songs that slow? And I kind of started listening. And a lot of them are, you know, slower ballad type or love songs or, you know, stuff like that. And kind of realized, Oh, well that's, you know, just the kind of stuff that's naturally coming out. And I don't necessarily know where, uh, you know, it probably all stems from uh, all sorts of places, but I just feel like uh, me, um, just as a human being, I have a real hard time like conveying emotions. I would rather just just sing about it and like just speak yeah, just not deal with it or whatever, not or just not talk about it. You know what I mean? And it's like it's just way easier to put it in a song. And, you know, when people ask what happened, you could just say, oh, that's just a made-up song. <laughs> you yeah, know okay, I mean? okay. <laughs> so I just think uh, that stuff probably just, um, un, you know, subconsciously came out into the music. We got, know, uh, became Ka a theme. Catherine, um, she, you know, we put up a post, like, sending your questions for Eric. And she had this great question. She was talking about what was one of your most difficult lyrics or one of the most difficult subjects that you did sing about, you mm. touched on. Um you know, I think uh, probably some of the the most difficult stuff that I've written about, or more personal stuff, I haven't released. You know what I mean? So I've got tons of songs in the vaults that, and you know, there's some that I'll you probably never put out that you just write for yourself or whatever it is. And uh, so I don't know that anything like super. Um, it's all you know. Most of the painful stuff has been 
love stuff, you know, falling in out of love or falling into what you think was love and just being uh, taught the hard way just how yes, life goes yes. and that you know that you know that there's some of that stuff that's uncontrollable and uh it, it just always made it a lot of bit easier for me to just convey that through music you know what i mean i got so Brittany, you know the love of my life you uh-huh. know that i'm with my girl she's as i'm playing music she's like why are you always listening to breakup songs i'm like because <laughs> they're the best songs in the world yeah and that's i can what, relate it's yeah and it's like painful breakups yeah. and love loss and you know i guess the maybe the small amount of people that are with their high school sweetheart till they die. That's one thing. But like the majority of us have experienced a fair share of breakup, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's one of the most universally relatable topics, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just think, you know, that's what gravitates a lot of people to that type of music. It's like, well, we've all done that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that mean you go through that a woman may not go through. Yeah. Yeah. But men, women, whatever you're, you've all dealt with breakup, you know? So I mean, it's super relatable. So, it just always became an easy thing for me to write about. Man, I know from from being in the music world as long as I was, putting in my 10 years, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of almost like a, in, in my experience anyway, it was almost like a high school, you know, competition. Like, who's cool enough? Are you cool enough when you, yeah. when you show up to the venue? Um, so talk about self-doubt. Talk about um, insecurities. You know, do you have any when you roll up? Or are you just like, fuck it, um, you know, I'm me. Uh, they've gone away, or not, maybe not gone away, but uh, they've gotten smaller throughout. Uh, and I think one of the things, I started singing at a super, super young age, so I probably experienced a lot of that before I even realized what it was. And so I feel like the, I'm, I, one thing I'm, I'm a, little, a lot more insecure about is my guitar playing, you know, compared to my singing, because I've oh, wow. been doing okay. it for so much less time. And I felt like I've always uh, contributed most of my time practicing or whatever, uh, singing. I'm always worried about my voice. And so um, the vocal thing is always just, that's kind of like what I'm most confident in. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I'll show up and I'm, I'm confident in my voice, you know. But the guitar playing has always been a, uh, a thing for me that I'm probably not working on as much as I could be. But uh, that's been one of my focuses here lately, so... Uh, it's really one of the, and you know, uh, playing by myself solo acoustic stuff has helped that tremendously. You know, having to uh, provide all your own rhythm stuff and everything while you're singing uh, definitely great, was a great like base and foundation. But uh, you know, there's there's no way to hide anything when you're when you're by yourself. So so uh, that's probably been like the biggest thing for me. And, and especially as of lately. So it's it's just the amount of repetition that you've put into it has built your confidence to where it's, not, it's a non-issue. I mean, I don't know that it's a non-issue, but it's just like, I, it doesn't, I don't feel like it affects my performance. Like, like when I was saying, when I'm thinking about my, my vocals, like that's the one thing I can, you know, there's there's stuff that you're like, oh, well, I can, you know. Yeah, totally. The, the ten, Like, I've been doing that. Like, I'm confident in the way I can do yes, that. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so. I was just, I was having an episode today where I was just, just out of the blue, like, just kind of beating myself down. It was like, I'm feeling unlovable and all this. And I was like, what am I doing? You know, so yeah. I just had to kind of slap myself in the face. So, yeah, just, I guess, curious if you go through those moments and how do you, yeah, let's say that. If you do go through a moment where you're feeling unlovable or down, like, how do you snap out of it? Uh, music, you write a new song. Music right? is always yeah. my thing, and whether I'm um, 
whether I'm writing, like I don't always write to get out of emotion, but just listening to other stuff, uh, that's always been, um, you know, I've got, I've got a pretty eclectic, uh, amount of stuff that I listen to, but, uh, it's all for like the moods I'm in. You know what I mean? Like I have, you know, I love the, the sad love songs and in some points, you know, and then I love when I work out, I listen to like hard rock stuff. When I'm on a road trip, I listen to like, you know, upbeat, you know, boogie type, you know, there's just like, uh, I feel like there's always an answer for that, you know, in music. So that that's always been, you know, my tie bag. What is the road like? Man, it's, uh, it's got his, uh, pros and cons for sure. Uh, I love it. I've, I've become, uh, here in the last couple of years, it's been more and more progressively, uh, longer distances. You know what I mean? I've always done a little bit of traveling for the stuff, but, uh, these past couple of years, uh, especially I've been doing a bunch of private stuff really all around the country and, uh, has definitely, um, it's been great. It's, uh, given me reasons to, uh, travel to places. You know, a lot of the times I'm planning, uh, little trips in between my spots because I'm in States that I've never got to go to before. And I, you know, want to see, I've just uh, started booking some stuff, um, for this December out in California. And I was always already routing my way through the Grand Canyon and stuff like that. So it's like, it's given me a great opportunity to, um, to see, you know, stuff that, not that I, uh, couldn't have seen but uh it's just giving me an excuse to get there like like why not just go now but um the driving like and I do a lot of it solo the driving does take a toll especially when alone when you're alone there's you know as much as I love listening to music we're in the car for you know 20 hours straight you know stuff gets old and you've got to have some I've, I've been doing some podcasts and stuff like that to to get uh uh, some other stuff in there, but it's got. Who do you listen to? What what kind of podcasts are you into? I listen to everything from like hunting podcasts to Mark Marin uh, to uh, I've been listening to Dak Shepard's new. Uh, I don't know that's new. I just started listening to it. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, there's quite a few I've been falling into. Uh, Tom Segura uh, and his wife have one. Uh, I like the comedy ones. I like the yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. So you're on Spotify. I yeah, love yeah, you on Spotify. Yeah. I'm so glad you're on there. And <laughs> I I took the time. I knew you had released True Colors, your latest yeah. EP, mm-hmm. semi-recently, you know. Yeah, April, May. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, so, so I wasn't too far off. Yeah. Uh, love the artwork. I love the vibe. It Thank feels you, like man. 1970s vintage, you know, Thanks. throwback. Yeah. Um, and I really took the time to just soak it in. You didn't disappoint me. Basically, I'm crying the first few songs. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, talk, that's a sad one, man. Talk about that EP. Um. Uh, the majority of those songs were written with Ben Atkins, a uh, guy that I've written tons of songs with and used to play guitar with me full-time. Um, wrote uh, four out of those five with him and another one with a friend, Joey Green, uh, out of Fort Worth. And um, most of them were songs that um, were quite a bit older and that maybe didn't make the cut on another record. They didn't fit right or whatever. And then uh, a few of them were new ones that... Um, that just came, I guess, in this past the year, the year before, prior to releasing that record. So, uh, some were new, some were old. Uh, but we went into that record. I was just gonna put them, put them out on an EP, just acoustic, just me and a guitar. And uh, went down to my friend Patrick Hertzfield down in Austin. He's got a little studio down there, Signal Hill Studios, and um, 
started recording and just immediately felt like the songs needed um, a bit more production or whatever. So we uh, ended up adding piano, cello, and violin, and harmony vocals to to my acoustic tracks and uh, made this really cool, still technically acoustic uh, EP that I think uh, has a lot more uh, dynamic than it would have if I would have just put the songs out, you know, on my own. So um, it was a kind of a si- not a side project, but a project that we I didn't have much uh, vision going into it, and just kind of melted into what I think you know those songs needed. And I think and that's awesome. Sometimes where we just we don't have it all planned out, we just kind of let it go and let, yeah, let the the universe guide it to where it needs to. Yeah, be. yeah, and it definitely did. I you know every record before that was super planned out as far as songs instrumentation you know stuff like that and we just totally not not did it on a whim but it just kind of let happen what happened it was like oh let's add some piano and that sounded great and i was like oh i'm hearing something else you know we brought in violin and cello and then i was like i i've got to have some harmony vocals now that we have this nice bed of music on there now so uh uh Courtney Patton, a, a great singer-songwriter that has a, a new record out this year, uh, sang on there. Um, on she sang harmonies on all the other songs, and then we do a duet at the end of the EP. I tell everyone if you can make it, suffer through the first four sad songs, you get a nice little upbeat treat at the end <laughs> yeah, with yeah. a girl's female singer on there too. So yeah, I, th- I think it turned out great, man. man I love I it. It turned out I how it, it. should have been. So. Yeah, I love it. Thank so you. we're we're in Wichita Falls. You're from Henrietta. Yeah. You know, I know we got a lot of people from this area that know you that are, um, that you bring hope to, I think, in a way, because they say, man, if Eric can do this, if if he can persevere, if he can have this type of success, it's possible for me. So what do you say to, uh, you know, an up-and-comer who is inspired by what you're doing, but they're having self-doubt? Um. Really, it's the repetition, I feel like, in the beginning. And uh, if I would have realized it a little bit sooner, I probably would have got on the on the treadmill a lot sooner, you know, as far as, like, grinding, because that's really all it takes. Uh, one in a million people are going to, you know, get found on YouTube and, and blow up other, o- overnight. You know what I mean? There's not really... And these days, even the record deals are... Uh, it's, a, it's a different world. It's not like... Uh, you know, the whole stardom thing of getting found and, and getting a record deal is like, it's. I'm not saying it's dead and can't happen, but it's a lot more scarce these days. So really your only bet is to perform live and, and make fans. And because whether they're buying CDs, which is a dying breed these days, you know, streaming is, is dominant. And uh, for like for me as an artist, there's no... You can hate it or love it, but there's really no other option right now. So what are you going to do? I mean, there's other options, but yeah, I feel like you're just going to have to adapt or or die. So like in the beginning, you know, you're not worried about selling records or doing like that. You you have to worry about perfecting what you do and and building loyal fans. So that's what I, the past few years, and especially with the house concerts and stuff that I've been doing around the U.S., I feel like uh, connecting people on that smaller level, the more intimate level builds these fans that are with you for years. You know, some of the, you know, people that I've, it's a relatively small career I've had so far, but I've got fans that were there from the beginning 
that buy every t-shirt you put out every record that you put out you know and and that's so that's been my my focus is to build loyal fans and we've had you know decent success doing that in our small circle in texas and i've just been trying to expand that here lately and and do it other places so just like get after it like play the open mic nights play you know drive down to fort worth play some open mic nights and uh you know just always stay working on it because you're not going to get over your stage fright (laughs) at home you know yeah and and i definitely uh at the beginning, I you know when I first started playing here in Wichita Falls, it was at uh, Iron Horse. Uh, Paul Schultz hosted Wednesday night open mic night. Shout out to Paul. Yeah, and uh, I was I was actually in high school when I started doing that, and I would be deathly afraid to get up there and play two cover songs, because at that time, you know, I made new two or three, four cover songs. wasn't even writing my own material, and uh, I feel like. Just getting back up, just getting over those stage jitters does wonders for your performance. You know what I mean? You're going to be better vocally, musically, everything once you get past that. And the only way to do that is just just do it in the beginning. You're going to suck in that. the beginning. I saw old videos of me first times I was playing, and even when you had friends, friend, oh that was that was badass, man. I was like, man, <laughs> I needed some work, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so you know, you just got to get in there and grind it out in the beginning. And get over that stuff. That's it, dude. And you know this this show we we talk uh, to people who are successful in a lot of different avenues yeah. and venues. You being a successful uh, musician and artist uh, in music, it, I mean you you echo the same thing we've heard from the master photographers and and all the way. It's put in the motherfucking work. Yeah, put in the work. Yeah, put in the work. That's the only way. I mean, like you know. Yeah, uh, we've had a couple YouTube videos that got a great amount of hits, but what has that done? You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. it's, uh, it, I'm not like I'm saying. You can have a video go viral. You can have, uh, you could get called by Columbia tomorrow and say you have a record deal. I'm not saying that can't happen, but you're still gonna have to put in the work. You know, you still gotta, you gotta be better. <laughs> so what, we were talking a little bit about this earlier, but what's the importance 2018 as as a musician content? Yeah. And I feel like uh, almost constant content uh, as far as, you know, I have a lot of friends in the business that everyone's trying to figure out how to release a record these days. Because back in the day, you recorded a record and a record label put it, you may have put a single out, but a record label put it out. And that record carried some buzz for months. You know, people would talk about a record for six months, eight months, a year before it kind of died off. And I feel like, you know, as people's attention span has dwindled uh, and with the amount of content they have at their fingertips at all times, you've got to stay constant. So people like, for example, people these days, uh, they'll release an EP, a five, six track EP. And instead of putting it out, they release a single every month for six months. There you go. And basically... You know, when someone puts out one song, you're going to listen to it. If someone puts out 10, how many people are going to sit down and listen to all 10? It's yeah, it's good. fewer and that's fewer. Good. So uh, everyone's trying to figure out, and people are taking different tactic, tactics on it. You know, some people are, are still uh, putting out records or whatever, and my next one's going to be a full-length record. But uh, you kind of have to figure out a new way uh, to build that hype for, for longer. So like I said, releasing singles leading up to the record for a couple months releasing stuff to radio before it's available to to build some buzz 
releasing video content for, you know, people wanting to see lyric videos and stuff like that. Uh, and just kind of timing all that out to where that record carries for the longest amount of time is what everyone... I, I don't know how it's done. No one yeah. does, really, because yeah. it's a new formula these yeah, days. Yeah, just keep, yeah. keep putting it out. There's so it's a, like, in the meantime, I'm just going to try to stay as constant as possible. You uh, yeah, know? okay. And yeah, I don't want to, you know... I'm not saying you're going to get a song from me every day or every week or whatever, but, you know, try to stay relevant. You know, spread it yeah. out throughout the year where I'm doing something every quarter or every three months where you got something new for people to look forward to. There you go. So you guys heard it right here. If you guys are video photographers <laughs> or uh, recorders, team up with Eric. Keep them entertained, yeah, man, yeah. or at least try to, you know. You're going to put some stuff out. With the release of that last uh, EP, you know, it's way different than just the record right before as far as instrumentation. It's a lot of slow songs, sad stuff, uh, no really rock and roll guitar, no drums or anything like that. So I was kind of worried about... Um, the reception of it, but in the end, I was, you know, I was like, well, some people are gonna, some people may not like it, and some people, it may turn on new people that you know had no clue. So it's like, at this point, at, at, at me being an independent artist, I feel like the greatest advantage to my thing is being able to release what I want whenever I want to. Yes, and so it's yes. like, there's not a lot of people that have that luxury. You know, I know tons of people, even in small time record deals. Uh, that they're all on their time, you know, when they want to release it, they have to have their approval for artwork, you know, there, and it's like, man, that doesn't sound very enticing to me. So it's like, as as many um, hard, um, as many hardships as a, you know, a independent artist has, I mean, use the one huge benefit that you have is you have control over everything you, you put out. Okay. You know? And so you got, so as far as social goes, I mean, I'll say Spotify is social, even though maybe it's not, yeah. but so you got Spotify, where, where all are you at right now that are, that you're finding is working for you? Um, Instagram is, is probably my favorite platform just cause I like the photos and usually it's less, um, words and just like, you know, they say just picture the says a thousand words right, cause it really right. does. You know, I can get a lot more from a picture than, you know five paragraphs of stuff because how much are, are people going to read so i like the instagram uh i'm on twitter uh facebook i don't know they say facebook's dying but also there's still a loyal yeah i think facebook's strong as ever I yeah mean, there's it's it's still a very i can tell huge differences in my uh like campaigns for shows when um when i do and don't use facebook do you, you know? do a lot of uh, paid advertising on on so on uh, Facebook or Instagram as part of the routine? Now? Not not lots of it, but the bigger shows I do, and then also when we're releasing music and uh, you know new stuff yeah. like that, we it we def see a huge. And I'm not putting tons and tons of money to it, but even you know throwing twenty bucks to advertise for a bigger show, just just the number amount of people that are gonna see that post. Just when you see the numbers, it's pretty staggering. About, oh yeah, totally. It's it. You know you, about it, like not promoting and then promoting. Like it's like night and day. And you obviously the more money, the more people are going to see it. So it does have its benefits for sure. They've they've got it down to where it it does work when you pay. Right. That, that's <laughs> it. So what's next for Eric? Um, we're just trying to spread it, man. I'm doing more stuff. Uh, we've never been to the West Coast yet. I just uh, booked some private stuff out west in California and. Um, just trying to spread the circle, man. You know, uh, obviously doing tons of shows still in, in Texas and the immediately, you know, surrounding states. But uh, 
Yeah, I'm just trying to take it because uh, there's so many untapped markets that I hadn't even, you know, been to that uh, it's kind of and it it's it's a little discouraging. You're talking about uh, discouraging stuff, you know, going to these new places when you've been playing a lot of these places in Texas where you've built a following and you can almost always guarantee there's going to be people there and you walk into a bar in wherever New Jersey or so and then there's three people there and it's you find out they were working there you know yeah, what I mean yes it's yes. discouraging at first but um that's one great thing I've, I've found with the house concerts is uh we've linked up with these families uh all over that uh want to host music for people and uh they bring the people in you know what I mean they they tell their friends and family hey we're throwing a concert hey you know and it's kind of, uh, it's been a nice little relief uh, doing those and uh, not Let having them to them automatically endorse you. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then after you play for those folks, you know, they're like, hey, if you're any anywhere in a three-hour radius, we'll be at a show. You know, you, you build oh, these you fans yeah. that are uh, loyal fans from the beginning, uh, giving them a, a show, intimate show like that. Yeah, that's great, dude. So, yeah, there's trying to get as many states as possible this year and... Just keep spreading it. And P.S. We didn't even really touch on this, but I used to do your artwork for your yeah, albums, yeah, yeah back it, in the day. So and you did what? Uh, I think we did two three? or three of them. Yeah, yeah maybe three, three layouts, two EPs, and a yeah full length album. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was fun, man. I'm I'm a huge fan of yours, Eric. Thank you. Man. I respect you as you. just like a, a hustler and somebody who's following their dreams. You're you're on it, dude. Um, I just want to kind of say one. I hope you're going to play a song for us. I brought the guitar, man. I yes. figured it might as well. Okay. And, well, yeah, so, okay, we'll do that. And final thoughts. Anything else you want to say? I'll just open the floor up to you. Uh, Man, I wish I should have pre- prepared a concluding dun, statement. Dun, dun. <laughs> I, I just thank you, man. Thank you for putting this stuff out. You know, uh, this is stuff people need to hear. They need positivity all the time. I do. That's why I've 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 grown to some of the uh, podcasts that I listen to and some of the guests that they have on there just because of the uh, the kind of uh, I've been there I've done that it sucks at some points but you know the positivity I think it it helps man staying in that mind frame it it, it definitely uh, has results right on I believe that as well so um, well then let me move some of this stuff we'll get you set up yeah and we'll have you a song, a song or two or something. Um, but I'll go ahead and hit the in, the edit the wrap this up right now because I'm gonna get out of the way. But uh, yeah, so guys, uh, this has been Eric Willis. My name is Simeon Hendricks, and until next time, I'm your host. I'm your number one, Mr. Simeon Hendricks, and this is Steady Focused.
thought that I could change your mind. Turns out you're not quite a traveling kind. And our love was like a summer day. Great while it's here, but it just won't stay. And I tried and tried to keep my cool, yeah, but now I'm fading fast. Waiting on the sky to fall, yeah, just running for my life. I know I had it all, yeah, should've never thought twice. I tried and tried to keep my cool, yeah, but now I'm fading fast. Waiting on the sky to fall, edges yeah, running for my life. I know I had it all, yeah, should've never thought twice. Should've never thought twice. That's a new one, man, that's going to be on that little tape.